Hello. This is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States opinion syllabus in Gamble v. United States. Certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit. Argued December 6, 2018. Decided June 17, 2019. Petitioner Gamble pled guilty to a charge of violating Alabama's felon in possession of a firearm statute. Federal prosecutors then indicted him for the same instance of possession under federal law. Gamble moved to dismiss, arguing that the federal indictment was for the same offense as the one at issue in his state conviction, thus exposing him to double jeopardy under the Fifth Amendment. The district court denied this motion, invoking the dual sovereignty doctrine, according to which two offenses are not the same offense for double jeopardy purposes if prosecuted by different sovereigns. It's uh, Heath versus Alabama. Gamble pleaded guilty to the federal offense, but appealed on double jeopardy grounds. The 11th Circuit affirmed. The Supreme Court held. Um, decision below is affirmed, and Justice Alito delivered the opinion of the court. Held. This court declines to overturn the long-standing dual sovereignty doctrine. The dual sovereignty doctrine is not an exception to the double jeopardy right, but follows from the Fifth Amendment's text. The double jeopardy clause protects individuals from being twice put in jeopardy for the same offense. As originally understood, an offense is defined by law, by a law, and each law is defined by a sovereign. Thus, where there are two sovereigns, there are two laws and two offenses. Gamble attempts to show from the clause's drafting history that Congress must have intended to bar successive prosecutions regardless of the sovereign bringing the charge. But, even if conjectures about subjective goals were allowed to inform this court's reading of the text, the government's contrary arguments on that score would prevail. This court's cases reflect the sovereign-specific reading of the phrase, same offense. Three antebellum cases, Fox v. Ohio, um, United States v. Marigold, and Moore v. Illinois, laid the foundation that a crime against two sovereigns constitutes two offenses, because each sovereign has an interest to vindicate. Seventy years later, that foundation was cemented in United States v. Lanza, which upheld a federal prosecution that followed one by a state. This court applied that precedent for decades until 1959, when it refused to request to reverse course. See Barthkiss v. Illinois and Abate v. United States. It had reinforced that precedent over the following six decades. See Puerto Rico versus Sanchez Valley. Gamble claims that this court's precedent contradicts the common law rights that the Double Jeopardy Clause was originally understood to engraft into the Constitution, pointing to English and American cases and treatises. A departure from precedent, however, demands special justification. That's Arizona versus Rumsey. And Gamble's historical evidence is too feeble to break the chain of precedent linking dozens of cases over 170 years. This court has previously concluded that the probative value of early English decisions on which Gamble relies was dubious due to 
confused and inadequate reporting. That's Barthkiss. On closer inspection, that assessment has proven accurate. The passing years have not made those early cases any clearer or more valuable. Nor do the treatises cited by Gamble come close to setting the historical question with enough force to meet his particular burden. His position is also not supported by state court cases, which are equivocal at best. Less useful still are the two federal cases cited by Gamble, Houston versus Moore, which squares with the dual sovereignty doctrine and United States versus Furlong, which actually supports it. Gamble's attempt to blunt the force of stare decisis here do not succeed. He contends that the recognition of the double jeopardy clauses incorporation against the states washed away any theoretical foundation for the dual sovereignty rule, but this rule rests on the fact that only same sovereign prosecutions can involve the same offense, and that is just as true after incorporation as before. Gamble also argues that the proliferation of federal criminal laws has raised the risk of successive prosecutions under state and federal law for the same criminal conduct, thus compounding the harm inflicted by precedent. But this objection obviously assumes that precedent was erroneous from the start, so it is only as strong as the historical arguments found wanting. In any case, eliminating the dual sovereignty rule would do little to trim the reach of federal criminal law or prevent many successive state and federal prosecutions for the same criminal conduct. See Blockburger versus United States. The decision below is affirmed. Justice Alito delivered the opinion of the court in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Thomas, Breyer, Sotomayor, Kagan, and Kavanaugh joined. Justice Thomas filed a concurring opinion. Justice Ginsburg and Justice Gorsuch filed dissenting opinions. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get a hold of the podcast, we can be reached at rhodesscholar80 at gmail.com. That's R-O-A-D-S and 8-0. Or on Twitter at Court Syllabus.